We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad is taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so spectacularly um, and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its not to travel abroad. It struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Joe Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you an now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today declared that the coronavirus is Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Kevin McCarthy simply does not have the respect of his colleagues. Consider this. John Boehner, you treated him almost like a parent, like your father. You did not cross John Boehner because you'd be disciplined. Paul Ryan was like your brother, your sibling, your friend. You didn't cross Paul Ryan because you didn't want to cross him. He was too nice of a guy. Kevin McCarthy is getting rolled by every single member of the conference so that they can get whatever they want. In, in being so openly transactional, he is weakening his hand hour by hour by hour. Kevin McCarthy's in a tough spot. There is nobody yeah. else right now with more votes than he has, but he doesn't have enough to be speaker. I've said for months he's not going to be the next speaker. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am your host, James Madison, and we're going to be talking today about the Speaker of House election. This is something that we've been, you know, briefly touching on, like when we found out there was a secret ballot going around in the early days of this process. You know, a little bit here and there. I never expected this process to go to the extent it did. I figured, you know, Kevin McCarthy's going to get in day one. You're going to have the Freedom Caucus say, fuck Kevin McCarthy. Ultimately, their votes are going to be ignored. Jeffries is going to fucking lose because Jeffries was dead on arrival to begin with. But now we're going into the third day of votes as Kevin McCarthy's ego fucking withers away for us in real God damn time. It's like that scene from The Simpsons. Hey, Lisa, you can see the exact moment his heart breaks. See? It's like that scene right there. In Matt Gates. I like Matt Gates. I, uh, I, I've heard there was some sketchy shit about him in the past. I, I haven't looked too much into it. Honestly, he's just somebody I've seen clips of. Like, the, like, I got the Hunter Biden laptop right here. And I'm ready to blah, blah, blah and all that kind of shit. You know, I've only ever really seen his firebrand clips. From what I've seen of Matt Gates, I like him so far. I'll have to go digging deeper into his past. Uh, 
pretty much at this point, if you don't have a World Economic Forum path behind you and you call it the system, I'm going to support you. Kevin McCarthy has a World Economic Forum co-sign. So, I thought this would be a done process by now, but no. Going into the third day today, it is currently Thursday, 5, 28, uh, 23 a.m., January 5th. Uh, 2023, that's weird to say, 2023. But let's get into this, shall we? Matt Gates responds after Trump urges support for McCarthy. Sad. Yeah, it is, because McCarthy was saying, Trump is a Russian asset. Hillary's right about this server, man, I tell you. Trump's a fucking, he's a, I'm a John McCain wannabe. Like, right out the bat. Mitch McConnell life from the very beginning. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene's like, you should support, should support him too. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Marjorie Taylor Greene is slowly but surely devolving into some weird, um, I, I guess Dan Crenshaw esque type figure, which is sad, right? Because, you know, in her defense, she didn't vote for any of these spending bills. She didn't vote for any Ukraine spending. But backing McCarthy, that just is such a big stab in the back behind the people who support you. And Trump doing it, yeah, well, I don't know who the fuck Trump has in his ears, but he needs to get that dude out of his ear. I'm assuming it's Kushner or someone like that. But Trump is becoming a politician. And... You know, I want to see him do good. Just because I'm, I'm really nostalgic for 2016. That dude was great in 2016. Funny, but something happened. The system fucking cracked him. He's not swinging. He's not fighting like he used to be. I'm not going to sit here and bash the guy undeservedly, but when he deserves to be bashed, he will be bashed. But, I don't know. Uh, it's sad to see so many people, especially the Freedom Caucus, right? Because you have a lot of people, you have, a, like, an internal strife going on inside the Freedom Caucus where you have Boberts and Gates here, you know, they're working together. And you know what's really funny? Tom Cotton, right? He voted for the Omnibus Spending Package. A couple of members of the Freedom Caucus did. And that was, like, the first real divide because the Freedom Caucus was pretty unified as a, as a faction. They were the GOP version of the squad, but over the last couple votes, man, not just this one, but the omnibus, omnibus spending bill, certain federal reforms, uh, the trillion dollar spending package, different Ukraine policies, we've really seen the Freedom Caucus start to splinter. And none more than this historical setting. Because history doesn't always, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme with itself. I wonder how long until they start pulling the canes on the altar caning each other. Personally, I think that's the good ending. But again, I've, I'm embracing the chaos. Let this stall last forever. But let's get into the story. I've rambled enough. Rep. Matt Gates, a Republican from Florida on Wednesday, said in a statement f to Fox News that former President Trump's support of Rep. Kevin McCarthy, grab my things here, a Republican from California for Speaker did not change his decision to back someone under uh, back somebody other than McCarthy, said Gates in a statement, quote, sad. This changes neither my views of McCarthy, nor Trump, nor my vote. That's interesting. See, for me, you know, the NFT thing, I don't think that was as big of a deal. And I said that in the episode. I said, this is funny, cringy, and meme-worthy. And he should be picked on for it, but ultimately, he's selling NFTs. I, I think he's just trying to get his name in as many fields as possible. 
I didn't care that much about it. And he sold out in less than 24 hours. So, you know, I got that prediction right as well. I was like, he's gonna be, these are going to be gone in a day or two. I was wrong about it. They were gone a lot sooner than I thought they would be. I said a day or two. I should have just said a day and I would have been right. Still wrong by like an hour because like 23 hours and some change and it was gone. It's insane. So, but backing the dude who actively voted for your impeachment twice. And you know, the first impeachment retarded, stole money from everybody. But the second impeachment is just so much worse. Mainly because by the time the trial started and ended, Trump was already out of office. So you impeach him, you achieve nothing. All these constitutional lawyers and attorneys like Robert Barnes, uh, Alan Dershowitz, and so many others were coming out saying like, yeah, you know, you impeach him when he's out of, out of office, it can't actually stop him from running for president. You can only, It only applies if he's currently off, in office so you can actually remove him. This is, you know, the main setting for an impeachment trial is they have to be sitting. This was a dog and pony trial that costed everybody a ton of fucking money. But McCarthy supported both and voted for both. Just very fucking weird, including nonstop support. McCarthy's like, we need to support Ukraine. No, we fucking don't. I don't care what platform you follow me on. No, no, we do not need to support Ukraine. Big on defund the IKEA flag. But let's get into the story. Let's scroll down here. Go to the right. You know, mixed a little factuality over here. Go to the left. Mix factuality from raw stories. So we're going to go here to the center to the hill. Not my favorite news outlet, but they're also the ones that the story originally published from. So we'll go there. Let's do a little refresh. See, there's a video up here I missed. And if not, we'll just get right into it. This article is by. Uh, Lauren Sephorza. Let's see. It's just a... Yep, just a video. Okay, let's continue. Gates on Trump's support from McCarthy. Sad. Mm, not wrong. And this article is from the 4th of January, 2023. Rep. Matt Gates, a Republican from Florida on Wednesday, said in a statement to Fox News that former President Trump's support of Rep. Kevin Gates, Kevin McCarthy, my bad, a Republican from California, for Speaker, did not change his decision to back someone other than McCarthy. you got to remember, if you're a Republican, you get elected in California, you are a Democrat. You're just driving the fucking speed limit. There's no way in hell an actual conservative or an actual conser or Republican could actually get elected in that state. Long gone are the days of Ronald Reagan's California and Clint Eastwood's California. Then again, Northern California is not the most unbased territory. When I was with the convoy, I met a lot of people from uh, like Northern California, a lot of farmers, and they were uh, fairly conservative. It's just like, join the free state movement, bro. Get the fuck out. Let's see. Rep. Matt Gates, Florida on Wednesday, said in a statement... Uh, said a statement on Fox News that former President Trump supporter Rep. Uh, Kevin McCarthy for Speaker did not change his decision to back somebody other than McCarthy. Sad, Gates said in a statement to Fox News. This changes neither my views of McCarthy nor Trump nor my vote. See, I like Trump a lot more than any other politician currently in the field. But this is a major crippling blow to, like, my fucking... So... <clears throat> I'm willing to put some money that Trump would be willing to destroy and break a lot of toys in 2016. Me, me and Sticks X and Hammer are, are more in agreement on that. 
uh, than, you know, anyone else, I guess. But this backing the dude who wanted you out of office makes me think you're just part of the swamp now. You know what I mean? Uh, how did uh, Gates put it? You can't drain the swamp by putting an alligator in it. Yeah, yeah. Especially the guy that really went after you. You know, it's just weird. It's it's uh, it's like it's akin to when Will Smith defends that dude plowing his wife. It's like, nah, bro, stop. Ugh. Bad look, bad look. Gates has been one of the twenty Republican lawmakers spearheaded the effort to prevent McCarthy from winning. The Speaker's Votes gavel. Voting for Rep. Jim Jordan, a Republican from Ohio, three times on Tuesday before the House adjourned on Wednesday. Gates, along with 19 other Republicans, voted for Rep. uh, Byron Donald, a Republican from Florida. And we will get into that. Oh, my God. Cory Booker said, Y'all just want the token black guy. Y'all don't give a fuck about policy. And I'm like, I'll be honest, I don't know anything about this dude. I don't know anything about uh, Byron Donalds. Never heard of him before. But what I like about him is people voting for him takes votes away from McCarthy, stalls the process, and keeps a speaker from being sworn in. If a speaker can't get sworn in, then no one else gets sworn into the House of Representatives, and there's currently not a House of Representatives in this country. I'm fucking fine with that. I'm government shuts, shutdowns are super beneficial for the economy. So bring on the shutdown, which, by the way, like Trump or not, that was one of the biggest dick moves ever. He goes, I'm going to shut down the government if you don't do what I want you to. And he's, they're like, no, you're not. Three day government shutdown under Donald Trump. The economy went boom, boom and exploded in three days. And it was already one of the best economies of our life. It was just steroids for the economy in like late 2016, early 2019, or uh, late 2018 and early 2019. I loved that shit. But anyone who was alive during like, you know, the shutdown of the government during the Bush administration, you'll remember the economy spiked then too. Uh, Murray Rothbard's got a great, isn't Murray Rothbard, is a Milton Friedman? One of those guys, is one of those two, has a great paper all about the benefits of government shuts down, shut down the economy. It's it's a good paper. Uh, it's of course on the Mises Institute, and I think you can also find it in the Ayn Rand Institute's uh, website. But let's continue. And uh, another thing, last thing actually, Jim Jordan, right? He keeps voting for McCarthy. Makes me not particularly like him, but Jim Jordan at least wants. So Jim Jordan, the reason why he doesn't want it, he doesn't want it. That makes me want you to have the job. If you don't want the job, that makes you, me want you to have the job. And he keeps saying, the reason I don't want the job is because I want to be in these committees. I want to spearhead these. I want to be part of these investigations. Downside is, like I've been saying from the beginning, man, I don't think McCarthy's going to give you those. He's going to look at a couple little papers and be like, oh, you know, found nothing. He's going to look at 5%. Now, out of 100%, he's going to look at like 5% of it or less and be like, ah, pfft. I looked. Nothing to see here, folks. And move on. And then all the Norwegians are going to be like, Okay, well, look, they did the investigation, man. And if you don't believe me, look at what happened to the Twitter files. And look what's going on with it now. Groundbreaking revelations with the Twitter files. Slept on by the media and the Norwegians have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah, the football player suddenly collapses on the field. All of a sudden, Norwegians want to question Big Pharma. It's like, well, I appreciate you guys finally looking around, but... The way you guys choose to pay attention to this shit's a little weird. But let's move on. 
Gates has been one of 20 Republican lawmakers for Jim Jordan uh, three times on Tuesday before the House adjourned. On Wednesday, Gates, along with 19 other Republicans, voted for Rep. Uh, Byron Donalds, a Republican from Florida as Speaker, denied McCarthy as the top GOP House position for the fourth time. Ooh, you love it. Gates sent a letter to the architect of the Capitol on Tuesday asking why McCarthy was occupying the Speaker's office if no Speaker has been chosen yet. He said, quote, after three undeciding votes, no member can lay claim to this office. The World Economic Forum has also declared him the winner, by the way. We'll look at that in a second. Trump, who endorsed Gates, uh, uh, one of the good endorsements. I'll give Trump that one. I like Gates so far. Trump, who endorsed Gates during Florida's primary in August on Wednesday, called on House Republicans to vote for McCarthy, saying, Cook, saying that the Republicans should, quote, close the deal and take the victory. Yeah, take the victory and run. Please, just take what you get and go. Pretty much, cuck on your virtues and morals. Take the table scraps and eat what they give you. Fuck you. You know, Trump could have done what they did with Gab, where Gab was like, we're not we're not bucking on our policies. Full shout out to Gab. I get a lot of shit on Gab because a, a lot of Gab users are Christian nationalists. And, you know, I'm Lutheran. I'm not a, 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 the only kind of nationalist I am is I'm just a, an American nationalist. America is the greatest fucking country on earth. I don't, you don't have to be an anarchist to, to, you know, that's not a a counter anarchist opinion. This country is literally designed for you to experiment and try out different political ideologies and let the great great American experiment continue. So it doesn't matter what political party you're from, what religious background you are, this country is willing to give you the chance. The issue is, it's the corrupt, fucked up politicians that walk all over the Constitution, which let this country be what it is. The experimental melting pot. I'm for it. You know, and the whole reason why I'm even an anarcho-capitalist is exclusively for one reason. If I can't have a government for and by the Constitution, then I do not want a government, period. And I think a lot of, uh, I've come to realize, a lot of anarcho-capitalists share that share that or a very similar sentiment to it make the commonwealth great again now actually just make free states free again let's see who endorsed gates house republicans mccarthy uh oh yeah but trump cucked trump was like okay you know he's on the app store he was already on the apple store apple was fine with the moderation trump had already planned to have on his network when he launched it one of the people who build and develop the social media app, True Social, not actually Trump, because you know Trump's not Trump does not uh didn't learn to code, but but uh the App Store for Google was like, oh well, we're not going to do it. The Google Play Store was like, we're not going to have this unless you add all these other moderations to it. And then after about three months, Trump did. He added the moderations to it and cucked on policy, and added more censorship to get into the Google Play Store. Which makes no sense. You need to get if you if you have an Android phone and you're downloading apps from the Google Play Store, any app you can't get on the Google Play Store, you can get an APK version of. There are alternative websites which will let you download these other apps. Like you download a functioning version of the True Social app as it's built for the Apple phones to your Android, and it's not even going to be an APK. It's going to actually be the app. It just won't be down downloaded through the fucking app store. 
You know, I, I, that's, I had the gab one for that, for that exact process. I just don't understand cucking through the very platforms that wanted to crush you. You can't surrender to the machine, Donnie, and then claim to be fighting it. Quote, Republican, <coughs> Republicans do not get to turn a great triumph into a giant embarrassing defeat. It is time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job. Just what? He said on Truth Social. Trump previously declared his support. <coughs> oh. Let me get some coffee real quick, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. I shouldn't have done that. I should have warmed up a little bit. I know better. Ah. Trump previously declared his support for McCarthy before the 2022 midterm elections, but declined to endorse him earlier on Tuesday in a comment to NBC News. Now, we got another thing I want to hop into, so we'll move from this article to the next. Look at this shit, bro. Rep. Cory Bush says Republicans are using black speaker candidate as a prop. Bitch, shut the fuck up with your Samuel Jackson from Gringo from Django Unchained looking ass. Shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ, you fucking wilted Wendy Williams. Democrat rep elect Cory Bush of Missouri attacked Republican elect a uh, Republican elect Brian Don uh, Byron Donalds of Florida, who is black, of being a prop. And supports an agenda upholding white supremacy. Oh, he's the black face of white supremacy. Of course. Of course. Well, I am the white face of black supremacy. Mainly because I like Kanye West still. Um, <laughs> that joke is only funny to me. I deserve a downvote for that fucking joke. And I accept it. I thank you for your honesty. Now, we all know what this is. She doesn't like seeing a black person who doesn't share her fucking delicate world ideologies. And let me tell you something, Corey. Massa is really appreciative of your fucking service. All right there, Bertha. I can just tell you, Toby, that Massa really appreciates you because... You are a member of the very party that whipped and enslaved... Now, I'm sure it wasn't your ancestors, because the amount of black people in this country who actually have roots of this country through slavery is fucking abysmally low. But the very party that fought to keep black people enslaved, you're a member of. You are a member of a party that actively views your entire ethnic group as too stupid to get your hands on fucking photo IDs. So they don't... That's why they fight against fucking ID voting laws and ID requirements. Because black people have access. Black people have access to, to photo IDs and Secretary of State, Cory Bush, and you seem to back that ideology. You also back the ideology that tells white kids that they are better than black people because of their skin tone. Which, I mean, in a weird way, CRT is surprisingly more base than we're willing to talk about, but... You, Cory Bush, are a submissive cuckold to your overlord, rich, white slave owners. Shut the fuck up. 
you see a black person who's willing to stand up against you with the party, which, by the way, the party that ended slavery, yes, it's a little bit more complicated than that, I fully understand, but it is an unarguable fact that the Republican Party was a party founded to be an abolitionist party. That was the goal of the Republican Party when founded and built up. And originally, the principles of the Republican Party were built and founded by James Madison. Uh, not me, the older one. But we are the same. I'm actually like two inches taller than him. I'm a, I'm a bit of a manlet. But <coughs> it just drives up a tree to see somebody of her, of her, uh, let, let's see, what's it? He's skin folk, but not kin folk. Right, baby? Right, right, honey girl? Right, sugar plum? Is that it? Is that it, you fucking wilted bitch? I, I just hate it. I, I hate the co-post. Uh, it's the same shit as when it's like, Oh, well, Republicans are fucking racist. That's why they want abortions. Wait, they're, they're racist because... Or, Republicans are racist because they don't want abortions. Wait, wait, Republicans are racist because they don't want abortions? And they want to put restrictions on Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood who targets the black community and single-handedly leads to more black deaths in this country than, well, you know, black-on-black violence does. But, yeah, the Republicans are super racist because... You know, you do realize... Just follow me here. You know, it would be way more racist to be pro-abortion, right? And I say that because Planned Parenthood targets the black community. So if Republicans are really this evil racist force, they would be pro-abortion. Because abortion clinics target black people. But no. No, no. They're racist because they want restrictions on those shady-ass ethnic-based practices. Clown world. At its finest. That's a clown nose, but it doesn't have the... <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, God, where do we go? Like, I'm looking at the right, low factuality, mixed factuality, blah, blah, blah. Let's over here to the left. Mixed factuality from Huffington Post. And there's nothing really in the center, so, you know, I'm going to have to go with the post-millennial, right? Just personal preference here. Um... If you guys don't like it, feel free to read other outlets and send me what you read in the description below or the comments below. All sources will be in the description below. Let's hop into it. Oh, bro, that's Doc Rich. What are you talking about? Anyway, breaking. Cory Bush says Black House Speaker nominee Byron Donalds. Jeez, I could run a credit card between each one of her teeth. Uh, sorry, Byron Donalds is a prop upholding a... Uh, upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. For what it's worth, at Byron Donalds is not a historic candidate, uh, is not a historic candidate for speaker. He is a prop, despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intend, intent on upholding and preparating uh, <coughs> white supremacy, Bush tweeted. Postmillennial article by Roberto... Wakerel Cruz, let's see, is this, uh, is this about anything we're talking about today? Where we last left off, in our tale, Chairman Mao had just passed away. It was the height of the Cultural Revolution. To a factory to work. Nope, moving on. Oh, okay, I love video. St. Louis and I thank you, Chairman Maloney and uh, Congresswoman Kelly for your leadership in convening this all-important hearing. It is an honor to join my sisters in service, Congresswoman Presley, Underwood, and Adams as part of today's panel. 
I sit here before you as a mother, a single mother of two. Zion, my eldest child, was born at 23 weeks gestation versus what is considered a normal pregnancy at 40 weeks. When I was early in my pregnancy with him, I didn't think that there could even be a possibility that there could be a complication. I became sick during my pregnancy. I had hyperemesis gravidarum, which was severe, uh, severe nausea and vomiting. I was constantly throwing up for the first four months. I like to start off my entire story about my. I like to start my argument about this topic with a story that's completely unrelated to this topic at hand, just to garner as much sympathy and make sure I maintain that victimhood status for all you guilty ass white guilt feeling ass Democrats, and maybe may maybe guilt trip some some of them dumbass Fox News watchers too. So my pregnancy, around five months, I went to see my doctor for a routine prenatal visit. As I was sitting in the doctor's office, I noticed a picture on the wall that said, if you feel like something is wrong, something is wrong. Tell your doctor. I felt like something was wrong, so, I, so that's what I did. I told my doctor. I told her that I was having severe pains. And she said, oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Go home. And I'll see you next time. So that's what I did. I went home. One week later, I went into preterm labor. At 23 weeks, my son was born. Okay. One pound, three ounces. His ears were still in his head. His eyes were still fused shut. His fingers were smaller than rice, and his skin was translucent, a black baby. Man, these vaccine side effects are getting worse and worse. Translucent skin. You can see his Translucent he skin. He in the palm of my hand. He was, we were told he had a 0% chance of life. The chief of neonatal surgery happened to be in the hospital that morning and saw my case on the surgical board, and she decided to try to resuscitate him. It worked, and for the first month of his life, Zion was on a ventilator fighting to live. For four months, he was in the neonatal uh, care unit. The doctor who delivered my son apologized. She said, you were right, and I didn't listen to you. Give me another chance. Two months later, I was pregnant again, so I went back to her. At 16 quick. weeks, I went for an ultrasound at the clinic and saw a different doctor who was working that day. I found out again. I was in preterm labor. The doctor told me that the baby was going to abort. I said, no, you have to do something, but he was adamant. Does it have anything to do with anything? Or is this, uh, this is something I don't like about the post-millennial is they always put article like videos in that have nothing to do with the fucking topic other than, other than just to plug shit. Uh, it's almost over. I guess I'll wrap it up, I guess. He said, just go home. Let it abort. You can get pregnant again because that's what you people do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that doctor was mistaken. He didn't realize he, he thought you were Mexican, not black. Oh, poor. You, you know what? Your doctor had poor vision with me we didn't know what to do after the doctor left so we saw a chair sit sitting in the hallway my sister picked up the chair and she threw it down the hallway mm. nurses came running from everywhere to see what was wrong a nurse called my doctor through the chair dr steve wilkos is in doctor and she put me on a stretcher the mm. next morning my yo that stretcher had to be pretty strong what was the stretcher made of was it like two steel beams with industrial strength canvas and fucking two oversized cranes to carry it you're the size of what about two lizzo's doctor came in and placed a sarclage um, on my uterus and I was able to carry my baby. My daughter, my angel, who is now 20 years old, my son, who was saved, is now 21 years old. This is what desperation looks like. That chair flying. Well, thank God you're old enough to drink because if you were my mom, I'd be hammered. Down a hallway. This is what being your own advocate looks like. Every day, black women are subjected to harsh and, harsh and racist treatment during pregnancy and childbirth. Every day, black women die because the system denies our humanity. Uh, no, quit going to Planned Parenthood, and, uh, well, first off, you said you're a single mom, how'd that happen? I, I, if it's, like, a tragic accident where baby daddy died or something, my, my fucking condolences, but, did you just get knocked up by some fucking rando, and then homie bounced on you, did you just get knocked up out of wedlock, like, what, what was the story there? Because you can sit here and be like, well, the systems in the inhumanity led to this birth issue, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you had the choice to get pregnant, sweetheart. 
You chose to get pregnant, so I, I, I want to know exactly how the system denied your humanity. It sounds like you had an incompetent fucking doctor, but I don't buy any of this story at all. This is just... Look at that. This is like that shit AOC does where she makes up a story to get sympathy votes, isn't it? I don't know for sure, and I'm certainly not going to be invested enough to go fact-checking this, but, you know, allegedly, allegedly, alleged. It denies us patient care. I sit before you today as a single mom, as a nurse, as, a as nurse. an activist, and as a congresswoman, oh, and I am committed to doing the absolute most to protect black mothers, to protect black... So restrictions on Planned Parenthood when? Babies, to protect black birthing people, and to... Black birthing people. Oh, well, you know, I'm happy to watch this because we really know how unhinged you are. You mean women? You mean black women? Black women? Because uh, trans women are not women and will never be able to conceive or give birth. So you're talking about black women? Birthing people. I do love that we sell on birthing people. Remember when they called them breeders? Yeah, remember when they called them breeders? That was... Save Creepy. Yeah, right. Okay. Bush, a Democrat, tweeted on Wednesday that nominee for Speaker of House Byron Donald, a Republican for Florida, is a prop being used by Republicans to push a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. But my racism. For what it's worth... At Byron Donalds is not a historic candidate for speaker. Oh, oh, okay. But, you know, when the Democrats push a black person for any position, it's historic. It's groundbreaking. They're never props when it's a Democrat using them. It's never, like, Kamala Harris becoming Joe Biden's VP totally wasn't a minority hire, a diversity hire to garner more black votes, which... It seemed to work out as well as they may have hoped. Right, right. But when the right does it, it's a prop. It's a tokenism. Mmm. Mmm. You gotta love the fucking logic. It's like, uh, it's like how feminists are all about, I love strong, independent, empowered women in politics. Ew. Fuck Sarah Palin. That bitch thinks differently. It's the same logic. It's the same shit. Being used as a prop by Republicans pushing a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. For it's worth that Byron Donalds is not a historic speaker. He is a prop despite being black. He supports a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. God damn, I'm tired of reading that. Uh, God damn, how much did you put it in here? Her tweet continued... His name being in the mix is not progress. It's pathetic. Bitch, I think your coat post is pathetic. Jeffries was a dead duck on arrival. I don't know what you expected. Uh, the comment from Bush come as... Or the comments from Bush come as the first time... For the first time, two black people were nominated for Speaker of the House. Well, I think Jeffries is just a prop used by the Democrat Party. With the House Democrat leader, Hakeem Jeffries, I think Jeff, yeah, Jeffries, being the other. Republicans who opposed nominee Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California, nominated Donald, a Republican from Florida, as their candidate. Florida's just a better state. The controversial com comments come as Rep. Bush are not her first. Bush has been known to praise extremist activists such as BLM extremists who prayed 
quote-unquote, for the deaths of police officers and compared black Americans to Palestinians. <laughs> Alrighty then. Bush also previously referred to pregnant women as birthing people. That's why that was in there. Got it. During a hearing titled, quote, Birthing While Black, Examining America's Black uh, Maternal Health. Quote, I am committed to... <laughs> Uh, I am committed to doing the most, to doing the absolute most to protect black mothers, to protect black babies, and to protect black birthing people, Bush said. It was also discovered that despite her position that police services should be defunded, she spent $70,000 on private security during a three-month span in 2021. Quote, I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life. Oh, I remember. Okay. And I have too much work to do, said Bush to CBS News. Now, here's the weird thing, right? I kind of like these pol these politicians when they do this shit. And here's why. Here's why, right? Defund the police and they hire armed private security. It sort of sets the groundwork to just, you know, hire these private, the you know, replace tax-funded, overall, like, you know, government-funded police forces with higher, privately hired security. And I understand that some people, we're going to have counter-arguments to that. I'm fully open to have that conversation, too. But I would much rather have private security protecting a city than police. Especially the police don't have to take an oath to the Constitution. Let's move on. It was also discovered... Oh, I already read that part. And that is the end of this article and this episode of Inside Four Walls. I have to get to record another one. And I shall catch you guys later. Peace. mass say that we want to turn the page. We want new leadership. We want fresh faces and new ideas. And what I can tell you as I stand here right now is that Kevin McCarthy does not have 218 votes to become speaker. I don't think he has 200. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Masson. And now we're going to talk about the internal civil war going within the Freedom Caucus. Now, the Freedom Caucus is typically the only handful of GOP members that I actually support and like, and I tend to find myself aligned with them a lot. Now, as we briefly touched on my earlier upload, there has been a growing strife. It started with various issues with some members supporting Ukraine spending packages and others being like, no, that's not our business. <laughs> and now, with going to, and it's 6.16 a.m. on Thursday... January 5th, 2023. So they haven't started the day three speaker vote for this. So we, by the time you see this, 
There could be a ton of new information, so just bear in mind. I'm probably at work right now by the time you see this. So we're going to start here with a video from the Matt Gates Rumble page, and we're going to go into an article from Fox News and go from there. And, you know what? I'll wait. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll wait. Let's watch this together. But we begin in the nation's capital where the House adjourned late tonight without electing a speaker for a second straight day. Kevin Cork is live in D.C. with the very latest. Kevin, good evening. Evening, Trace. Three more failed votes today and a round of closed-door talks to boot. And yet still, Congressman-elect Kevin McCarthy appears no closer to securing the House speaker, uh, Speakership. Of course, that is Speaker of the House, for those of you who haven't been watching. Uh, the uh, battle does continue tomorrow at 12 noon. Though he did quip tonight, I think this is interesting, uh, and a bit of that is what has deemed him ideologically. Before I walk, before I run, a bit of optimism perhaps for Kevin McCarthy. We'll see if that is warranted. In all, the defiant Californian has now fallen short in six, count of six, votes over two days as a group of 20 conservatives. Now, mind you, the we haven't had an issue like this in over in exactly 100 years, actually. And the last time, it took eight rounds of votes. So we'll likely surpass that today, making history. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty tired of living through major historical events, and I'll repeat this. I don't care if they ever get through this. I hope they never fucking do. Because if they don't get a speaker, they can't swear any members of the uh, House of Representatives, meaning a part of the government, a large, powerful part of the government, is shuttered for however long this process takes. And I'm all for it. I'm like Amp Lemon, embrace the downward spiral. Have refused to back him, leaving him short of the 218 votes needed to win the job. Are you angry at the people who have no, I think it's productive. We can't have a situation where 20 members hold 202 members hostage and our agenda hostage. We were elected as well. Uh, and this is turning into a blackmail situation. Meanwhile, recalcitrant GOP insurgents say it's McCarthy who needs to step aside. Even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off, I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes, and it's time to withdraw. Ooh. Uh, everything about this woman's fire. I like Bobert. I really do. Besides, I mean, come on, she's a dime. She's a dime and a half. Am I wrong? Based, gun-toting, not bad on the eyes. Also, willing to be like, even though I like Trump, he called me and told me to knock this off. Fuck him. I'ma keep doing what I'm doing. I love it. And people like her push against, I know I'm just sitting here gushing, but people like her show that the whole, you know, well, the left, the left will be like, oh, the GOP's in a cult. It's really projection because they're clearly the cultists here, but this public display, and it's not just her. Remember, there's 20 members completely breaking rank currently. Also, what's Sonny Boo Boo doing over here? Or is that her mom? Now, this dude over here, he's not even logged in. He He's unplugged, this spook. Now, when they speak up publicly and say, no, we don't care what the fucking Clementine in chief said, they show that there's not a cult. It's a movement that is far bigger than Trump. And MAGA? Dude, Trump just kicked off something, and it wasn't even the thing he started. He just revitalized a dead corpse of a political thought. 
and breathed new life into it. And now it is expanding and influencing corners of the globe and this country. And it will many years after Trump's gone. So MAGA will live on because of people like Boebert and because of Gates. I want to say Tom Cotton, but after that omnibus spending bill vote, no. Speaking of former President Trump, he said this in a statement. I think it's a dangerous game, and frankly, if they're not happy with him, they can do something about it at a later date. He added this, I support... Take the victory, tuck your tail and run, like I did when I left office. Don't, just like how I didn't pardon Assange or Snowden, tuck your tail and run as fast as possible away from the swamp. They'll get you, they'll get you. They're like the monster from Chips. Kevin McCarthy. And I support getting the deal done. Cuck. What I don't support is allowing this to continue onward. And oh, that's what happened. Trump lost all of his blonde hair, and with that, his alphaness went with him. Damn. While the battle, as mentioned, rages on tomorrow, it is also important to note that as long as this all continues, committees can't hire staff because there are no committee chairs and no ranking members. Good. Which has led some Democrats to call this a crisis. Of nope. Congress. Others, frankly, Trace, feel like this is all good stuff. It's just bad. I do. As it should be here in the nation's capital. <laughs> yep, I hear both sides. Kevin Cork, thank you. Mm -hmm. Let's bring in Florida Republican Congressman-elect Matt Gates. Congressman, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Kevin McCarthy tonight did not want to hold a vote in the House because he believes he might be getting closer. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Well, there's a reason Kevin McCarthy doesn't want to continue having votes, and it's because with each vote, he seems to be decreasing in his vote share, and we've only increased with votes in our vote share in opposition to Kevin McCarthy. We suspect that that trend is likely to continue, and I think this ends one of two ways, Trace. Either Kevin bows out, realizing there's no path for him to become Speaker of the House, even if he picks up one or two or three or five of the 20 who have opposed him half a dozen times on the floor, or he essentially has to wake up bring the House into session and put on a straitjacket with a rules package that we've presented to him that doesn't allow a lot of discretion for the Speaker of the House. The reason we've demanded that is that we do not trust Kevin McCarthy, and it's not a small body of work. The guy's been in leadership in Washington, D.C. for 14 years, and this town needs to change, and we're going to change it one way or the other, either by changing out the Speaker or by having the most fundamental rewrite of the rules in, really, uh, my lifetime. There seems to be a lot of confusion, though, about exactly what this group of 20 wants. You say rules changes. A lot of people have said a lot of different things. Is there something specific, Congressman, that you want that would gain uh, your vote to Kevin McCarthy if that thing was fulfilled? Well, I'm not voting for Kevin McCarthy, but there are some Based. of the 20 who I suspect might if we got control of the Rules Committee and the Appropriations Committee in the hands of folks that don't vote for bad rules and bad appropriations bills. Remember, before this last omnibus, Kevin McCarthy... Give me one second here. Sorry, I was a little sick over the holiday season. I just had to go blow my nose. McCarthy was paving the way for some of the worst legislation, driving our country deeper into debt and borrowing against the futures of the next generation. And so if we got control of those key committees in the hands of conservatives, I think there are some of the 20 who might vote for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, if things stand as they are, I would suspect that the opposition will only grow. Yeah, you've got people like former Congressman Trey Gowdy who said they called this opposition a clown show on national television. The former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, has said that you are holding the House hostage. What is your response to that type of criticism? Well, Trey Gowdy would know something about clown shows. That's probably how a lot of us would categorize the Benghazi hearings that resulted in people screaming <laughs> at each other in the big report no real accountability. God damn! Yo, every time this guy opens his mouth, I fucking like him more. Holy shit. The Benghazi trials. Yo, homies about him with what? The 9-11 commission next? Holy shit. 
Get him. Ooh, you notice this guy right here? The host is disposition changer. Matt Gates went, you know, when you had this liar on your network. Ooh, ooh, didn't like that one, did you? The people who are voting against Kevin McCarthy in the Republican conference are aiding Joe Biden, aiding Hakeem Jeffries, and aiding Chuck Schumer. Shut up, bitch! You come together and do what you promised the American people you would do as Republicans after this kind of chaotic House speakership vote. Well, I think the world of Michael Lawler, he's a terrific representative and he's going to do a great job for the people of New York. But I wouldn't exactly call this like insurmountable chaos. Keep in mind, Trace, I mean, there are days in the United States Congress where the only vote that happens is to rename one post office. So if we could do that for a day, if there are days where all we vote on are how we are going to take the next vote, then maybe taking two or three days or several weeks to select the person who is second in line several to the presidency months, is worth our debate and deliberation. And after that, absolutely, we will come together. I have every confidence that we'll be able to come together and we'll actually be an effective fighting force if we're able to get rid of Kevin McCarthy and get somebody like a Jim Jordan, a Byron Donalds in that speaker's chair. And, and what do you say to those who say, why is this group of 20 so convinced that they should be listened to and that they should control the narrative and the process when 202 other... Dude, you work for Fox News and you're asking, what makes you think you have the right to control the narrative? Allow me to briefly reinsert... Shut up, bitch! Other uh, GOP House members believe in a totally different way. Well, Trace, I have to correct you there. It's only 201 now. Oof. You're referencing an earlier vote for Kevin McCarthy, but actually Congresswoman Victoria Sparks voted present. So again, his number Twice. continues to drop, may end up under 200 tomorrow. We're not trying to dictate terms. We represent our constituents. Look, part of the group thing Based. of Washington, D.C. is you come here and you've just got to give the lobbyists your vote card and the leadership your calendar and everything will be okay. Kevin McCarthy has no ideology. Even his own supporters would admit that in private. He is simply a vessel through which lobbyists and special interests operate. So it's not that we're not being team players it's just that my team are the people in florida who sent me here to fight for them my team is not the assembly of groupthink that occurs inside the swamp we got to drain this swamp we shouldn't put one of the alligators in charge and the voting begins again tomorrow at noon did you see the host reaction you went no <laughs> Ah, is not watch the his reaction. Group think that occurs inside There's the swamp. We got to drain the swamp. We shouldn't put one of the alligators in charge. And the voting begins again tomorrow at noon. Congressman, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, Trace. Ah, what a based guy. Now let's move on, shall we? Dueling op-eds in the fight for Speaker, Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican from Georgia, and Matt Gates, a Republican from Florida, take opposite sides of the debate over Rep. Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California, as Speaker. Writes Greene, quote, Line to the base is a red line for me. And that's what emerged as they opposed Kevin McCarthy. Gates writes, quote, Every single Republican in Congress knows that Kevin Gates or knows that Kevin does not actually believe anything. Now, let's hop over here. Got a little interview with Marjorie Taylor Greene, then we'll get into the actual articles. That said, we're obliged to inform you that if joining or, us now... Sorry, it's an interview with uh, Kevin, uh, 
Kevin McCarthy. Now is House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Leader McCarthy, great to see you tonight. Now, you agreed, I know, with Congressman Chip Roy's tweet yesterday, addressed to Senate leadership, um, the GOP leadership, that said, we're obliged to inform you that if any omnibus passes in this remaining days of this Congress, we'll oppose and whip opposition to any legislative priority of those senators who vote for this bill, including the leader. Now, um, Congressman McCarthy, you know, some have claimed that you secretly want this bill to pass, this omnibus bill to pass, but this statement would suggest otherwise. I don't know why someone would say that because I don't want it to pass. I've been on your show saying that. And I, not only did I agree with that tweet, I said, I'm going to be the speaker. I won't bring the bill up so you don't have to worry about whipping it. We're two weeks away, 14 days away, for having a stronger hand in negotiations. Watch what we were able to do in the NDAA. Remove the mandated vaccine for our men and women. They're increasing. This is an odd date or, uh, video. Go fuck yourself, Fox. Now, Two firebrand House Republicans published dueling op-eds Thursday, arguing, arguing for and against electing Republican leader Rep. Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California, to be the next Speaker of House. Rep. Matt Gates, a Republican from Florida, and Marshall Lear Green, a Republican from Georgia, friends and normally close allies in the Republican Party's conversation, conservative flank, are uncharacteristically on opposite sides when it comes to McCarthy. They each stated their case in op-eds published in the Daily Caller, with Gates slamming McCarthy's bid for Gr and Green pointing out the inconsistencies among the Never Kevin Caucus. Oh, we will get into your claims, Green. Every single Republican in Congress knows that Kevin does not actually believe anything. He has no ideology, Gates wrote. Quote, some conservatives are using this fact to convince themselves that he is the right leader for the moment, as McCarthy is so weak, he'll promise anything to anyone. And Marjorie Taylor Greene knows it better than anyone, because she has a quid pro quo with him, and we will get into that. But... Matt Gates also has a weird thing going on behind the scenes, too. Both of these figures have something weird going on about them. Now, mind you, Marjorie Green has been wearing on me, slowly but surely. And again, I like her still. I like that she voted against the ominous spending bill. I love that she held people accountable who did vote for it. And I love that she's voted against every Ukraine spending package. M Matt Gates too. But when it comes to supporting Kevin McCarthy, an actual swamp creature, you have these two entities who are both like, we are against the establishment, but one of these two met people, this happened to be Marjorie Green, is saying, I'm supporting the establishment character. Gates is saying, I will not fucking support him no matter what he says, does, acts, thinks, or fucking claims to be. I will not be swindled. And it's sad to see so many people are. I have to look at the one who's saying his ground when everyone's saying, knock it off. And he's saying, no, fuck you. That, hey, that was my attitude during the whole mandate. I'm one of the only people where I, where I worked at the time who didn't get vaccinated. And the more I know about that shit, the more I know about that shit. Lauren Boebert, Mark Taylor Green snipe at each other over McCarthy speaker report. Gates is one of a handful of House Republicans who are outspoken in their demands for a new leadership, along with Rep. Bob Good, a Republican from Virginia, Andy Biggs, I like Andy Biggs actually, a Republican from Arizona, Ralph Norman, a Republican from South Carolina, I like Robert Norman actually, or Ralph Norman, sorry, from South Carolina, and Matt Rosendale, not familiar, Republican from Montana, 
while the vast majority of the conference supports evacuating McCarthy, or elevating McCarthy, my bad, Freudian slip there, to speaker, these five demand that the California lawmaker agree to several rules and procedural changes that would decentralize power in the House and make the next speaker more responsive to the rank and file. I like it, fucking Mazel tov. Now, Matt Gates, he's also not the only one saying this, he's just saying he will not support McCarthy no matter what. And I like that, and we'll get into that. Why? Because McCarthy's been threatening people. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. For hardliners like Gates, that would mean resorting to a rule to vacate the chair that conservatives previously used to force House Speaker John Borner out of office in 2015, resulting in Paul Ryan becoming Speaker as a compromise candidate after conservatives rejected McCarthy. Paul Ryan's a piece of shit, too. Gates pointed to several positions, yeah, and he, I know he did go with the banks, but that's the problem. He did go with the banks, and he worked against the credit unions. You can't work against the credit unions and be America first. Gates pointed to several positions. Calvin McCarthy took, uh, took that conservatives he, uh, have opposed, including spending $40 billion, or sending $40 billion in aid to Ukraine, calling for a no-fly zone in Syria during the Obama administration, accusing former President Donald Trump of being a paid Russian plant and voting to remove Confederate monuments from the Capitol building. Gates also took shots at McCarthy for his relationship with Jeff Miller, a confidant and advisor who is a registered lobbyist for Apple and Amazon. He further blamed the Republican leader for the GOP's disappointing 2022 midterm election results, noting that McCarthy predicted as large as a 20-plus seat majority when, in reality, Republicans will hold the House 222 to 213 in a 9-seat swing. There's still election lawsuits going on, but I, I'm not going to act like that's going to really change much. Election lawsuits in this country get ignored no matter how good they are typically. Typically. Uh, I know Carrie Lake's got her appeal approved, so her her story apparently is not over yet. And you know what? I'm down. It's at least good content, you know. Regardless of how you feel about it, content creator like me appreciates something to talk about. Quote, In sports, when the team loses, a game, loses games, it is supposed... Uh, when the team loses games it's supposed to win, the coach gets fired. In business, when earnings vastly miss projections, the CEO is replaced. In Republican politics, a promotion shouldn't be failure's chaser, Gates argued. Not wrong either. Green said the conservatives opposed to McCarthy were making empty promises to voters for better leadership. Quote, line to the base is a red line for me. And that's what five of my closest colleagues are doing when they claim a consensus House Speaker candidate will emerge as they oppose Kevin McCarthy. She asserted, quote, Here's the reality. No one is running against Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. Doesn't matter. If they he can't get the vote, he can't get the vote. It doesn't matter if he's opposed or not. The con... Pardon me. Oof. The controversial lawmaker emphasized... Her bona fides, her bona fides, 
as the, quote, Democrats' biggest political target before launching into a full-throated endorsement of McCarthy. Yeah, full-throat is a good way to sum up how, uh, anyway... Uh, of McCarthy to lead a Republican-controlled House. Quote, I voted no against the Radical Democrats' agenda. Put Congress on a record by forcing roll-call votes. True, she has. Uh, again, I I, the th- I like Marjorie Taylor Greene. The thing that fucked her up for me is supporting McCarthy. I already didn't trust him, and when she threw his hat behind him, it was a big, big brown stain on my uh, respect for her. Made procedural moves on the floor to stop bills and introduce America First legislation for all Republicans to support, Green wrote. Kevin McCarthy, uh, that's true. Kev, uh, Kevin McCarthy did oppose the $1.7 trillion on the bus spending bill, and I gave him credit for that, too. Mm, no, I didn't. Actually, I said he voted for it. So, correction, he, Kevin McCarthy did not vote for that omnibus spending bill. So I, I was, in fact, wrong about that, apparently. I'll double-check, but that's what the headline was saying. Uh, quote, Perhaps more than any Republican, I am ready for a majority because I believe there is real work to be done to save our country. And the last thing I want is everything blown up on day one, simply because a few dislike Kevin McCarthy, who is promoting, a, uh, who's promoting the very agenda they believe in, she added. Uh, he's establishment. They're anti-establishment. If they promote an anti-establishment agenda, you can't support the establishment. She went after the Never Kevin Five. Weird titling, but okay. For inconsistencies in their opposition to McCarthy, calling them out by name. Quote, let's start with my dear friend Matt Gates. Many of his attacks again... <laughs> against Kevin McCarthy are comparisons to Paul Ryan. It's quite ironic given Matt's very first vote in Congress was for Paul Ryan as Speaker. I had heard that before. Even when we all knew Paul Ryan would never deliver the MAGA agenda, Green, uh, well, hold on. Okay, fair, even though we knew Paul, okay, I want to hear that right, yeah, no. Paul Ryan's establishment as well. Green wrote, though, she wanted to call Gates one of my favorite members of Congress. He's one of my favorites, too. She hit Rep. Bob Good for taking $2 million from McCarthy. Okay, Marjorie. Interesting. Interesting you're willing to do this one. Bob Good for taking $2 million from McCarthy for his first campaign for Congress in 2020 and turned around to oppose the uh, prophilic... GOP fundraiser and leader. She said the other conservatives, quote, are simply never Kevin without a plan for the American people. All right, Marjorie, you have a quid pro quo with Kevin McCarthy. He said, if you support me, I'll put you back on your commissions and your committees. He promised you something for your vote. And I'm assuming he promised Trump something. I don't know what it is, but I doubt he'd fucking give it to you and because someone promises you they'll give you something doesn't mean you should bend your view of their character or your support for a poor actor just because they're willing to give you something once you start compromising once on your values you'll compromise every time on your values and that's how you become a real politician marjorie 
Green went on to argue that McCarthy, that McCarthy's staff is prepared to take on the Speaker's office, that is changing leadership now would leave Republicans, quote, ineffective and looking like failures at the start of the next Congress. She also insisted that conservatives shouldn't worry about McCarthy's commitment to their agenda. Quote, Kevin McCarthy is no fool, Green concluded. Yeah, well, you can't be you know, a fool and part of the establishment at the same time unless you're you know, one of those useful idiots. Kind of like, uh, uh, what's her name? Ah, uh, it's blanket on me. Let's just move on. Uh... No fool. Quote, he isn't going to promise things publicly if he isn't willing or can't deliver them. Uh, yes, he will. He absolutely fucking will. Here, tell you one, he promised he'd get Trump out of office. He didn't. So, I don't know. It, it seems like he makes a lot of promises he can't fulfill. Let's just start with the one that's the biggest contradiction for Marjorie Taylor Greene and Trump. Congress will vote to elect a new speaker on January 3rd. A nominee needs 218 votes to win the gavel. Oh, is it? You're so confident because here we are on January 5th and there is no one. And let's see. From Liberal Forever, Kevin McCarthy is no fool, Green concluded. He isn't going to promise things publicly if he isn't willing to deliver. Uh, it says, that is not true. That is not at all true. Whatever Kevin is, uh, whatever Kevin has promised to do, he will never be able to deliver. Democrats hold the Senate. Republicans in the House can pass anything they like, but when it gets to the Senate, it will be dead on arrival. Not necessarily true. Just like everything Democrats passed or sent over to Mitch McConnell controlled Senate. McCarthy can make promises, but he cannot do anything without Democrat support. Well, he is a Democrat, so he'll always have the support because he works in lockstep with the establishment. So Green and Gates' hopes of enacting a so-called conservative agenda is nothing but wishful thinking. Basically, they are just making political statements to appease their base with zero chances of enacting anything. You are right for all the wrong reasons. And let's see, from uh, Montagulfire. Montagulfire? Montagulfire. Uh... If Boner and Ryan couldn't corral the Republican caucus, then the much weaker McCarthy certainly won't be able to manage as well. Ah, based, based. The GOP members need to understand that, quote, united we win, divided we lose. This is why so many people who are basically conservatives did not vote for GOP candidates because they think they are more important than the cause. It's rough, rough bad take. But, ooh, what's this little I saw Rhino thing here? Love how Rhino doesn't really mean anything uh, mean anything anymore, simply because Republicans have no platform or ideology. Republicans in name only matter only when Republicans actually stand for something. Ah, these are all Fox News takes, so I understand where they're coming from. But that's ultimately what they are. Uh, these 21 Republicans did not support McCarthy on day two of the Speaker's vote. 21... Republicans opted against supporting Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California, on day two of the Speaker's race, denying him the gavel. Yeah. Now, before we hop into that, let's hop over to this channel real quick. So since I don't have access to Twitter, we're going to hop over here to uh, Anthony Bryan's Logan stream. 
not really subscribe to them. Uh, if you want your pretty standard Fox News conservative uh, talking points and views, he's not a bad person to go to. Um, more of a mug club kind of guy. But let's. Uh, but he has the clip that I wanted, so full shout out. Thank you, Anthony Brian Logan, for curating the clip I need. I'm going to show you right now. We'll be. In- let's go ahead and roll it. Um, but in that conference meeting there, we found out that there were several members, three in fact, that went in uh, last night and were demanding positions for themselves, demanding gavel positions, demanding uh, subcommittees, demanding for people to be taken off committees and people to be put on committees. Three, three Republicans out of our 222. I want you all to know I have not done that for myself. The only thing I have done is an, is debate and, and, and request and argue amongst my peers for the right things for the rules package and for our agenda for the American people. And that's the only thing I've done. I haven't asked for one thing for my for myself. And I'm the only Republican that has zero committees. So you would think I would be the one in there asking for something. but I- No, you don't need to ask for something. We'll get into it. There's an article. I'll read you about it. Kevin McCarthy came to you and said, I will give you your committees back. Just throw your support behind me and get the Freedom Caucus to support me. And she said, yes, sir. And the rest of the Freedom Caucus said, uh, fuck no, absolutely not. Get bent. And now she's out here worried about it. And from what I'm gathering behind the scenes, man, it's seeming like Matt Gates and the rest of the Freedom Caucus were like, fine, Marjorie. We're gonna... Ar-. They went in and said, Kevin, we want this. Kevin went to you and said, I'll give you this. There's a difference. You were offered a quid pro quo. Matt Gates and his team are demanding shit. You took what was offered to you. They are taking what is due to the American people. Sorry, Marjorie. You're buckling to the system in real time. I haven't done that. But I find out that it's my uh, Freedom Caucus colleagues... And my supposed friends that went and did that. Oh, air quotes, your supposed friends. Because they disagree with you politically. They're your supposed air quotes friends, huh? All right, Marjorie, you fucking swamp cunt. They asked nothing for me. Nothing. That's what I found out. Because you have nothing to offer. You have no power. All you have is some small ability to have a political clap back on Twitter. You have no committees. You have no real power. You're just a very well-spoken, kind of out-there, easily brandable individual who goes on podcasts like Tim Castle and so forth. So you got your name out there. Now that your team isn't falling in lockstep behind you, you're doing air quotes, friends. You are revealing yourself to be a disingenuous snake, Marjorie. I'm furious. Well, let me tell you something. Be Let's mad. pause right here. I'm going to switch videos, but this would be the same conversation, just a different angle and a little bit more on the back end. That's what I found out in there. I'm furious. Well, let me tell you something. While the conservatives that the base supports and believes in, let me, let me remind everyone, they're not perfect either. Scott Perry, before his general election, refused to vote uh, against the bill that was all about the gay marriage bill. He didn't, but he, he refused to vote against it. He voted for it. Then when it came back around after his election, he was able to vote against it. Conservatives would not like that. Let me remind every, everyone this. Matt Gates, who has compared Kevin McCarthy 
to Paul Ryan, my friend Matt Gates, he supported Paul Ryan almost more than anyone. It's still All right. You want to talk about that? You were firmly opposed to Kevin McCarthy when you first got into office. And now here you are shilling for him. All right, Matt Gates got in office and voted for Paul Ryan once and has since then publicly on multiple occasions mocked and derided Paul Ryan as a member of the swamp. So you really want to talk about position changes, Marjorie? You started off as anti-establishment and you're rooting for one of the biggest establishment members. Sorry, Marjorie. Weak fucking point. Still on his social media. As a matter of fact, his first vote in Congress was for Paul Ryan as speaker. And then he cheered him on for nearly a year and a half or more when people like me were at home furious at Paul Ryan's speakership because it wasn't passing the MAGA agenda that we all supported. Chip Roy, he refused to object on January 6th. All right, fair. But here you are supporting Kevin McCarthy, who has called January 6th an insurrection. Who has... Uh, Kevin McCarthy has called... Trump supporters extremist has called them terrorist has gone after someone I don't get it I really fail to comprehend what Marjorie Taylor Greene's argument fucking here is because everything she's pushing off and blaming other people for she fucking okay like not the gay bill and shit fair whatever but she's like they went in there and they and they demanded this well you were offered it I just uh, let's let's rewind for a second we're at home furious at Paul Ryan's speakership because it wasn't passing the MAGA agenda that we all supported. Chip Roy, he refused to object on January 6th. That's not what our base wanted. He also set out the vote for the January 6th committee. There's many more. Bob Good, $2 million from Kevin McCarthy to get elected. Lauren Boebert, under $2 million from Kevin McCarthy to get elected. Many so you mean Boebert got less money? And still got elected? Okay. Again, these are weird arguments. I don't understand. I think, if I'm being real, Marjorie, I think this is cope posting. I think you're coping in real time right now. Again, you have nothing to offer. You have no committees. You have next to no fucking power. You've been neutered. And you're like, Kevin McCarthy, you know, uh, you need to vote for Kevin McCarthy... And, and Matt Gates isn't so good because he liked Paul Ryan, who's part of the swamp. Kevin McCarthy's part of the swamp. And, okay, you say it's on a social media somewhere. Fair, fair. Where? I, I haven't looked, but if he's on video multiple times publicly denounced and bashed on Paul Ryan, I have a hard time sitting here acting like, oh, well, clearly homie, uh, homie must be faking it. No, he's publicly out there and he's actually standing up. Meanwhile, you're voting for the establishment, you're voting for the rhino. Matt Gates is just constantly appointing little Freedom Caucus members. You're appointing the Swamp Marjorie. Why aren't you leading the rebellion? It's because you have no power, you had nothing to offer, and everybody knew it. So you were offered a little bit of power back, and you said, whatever I need to do. And now you're mad that other people said, I don't fucking care, I'm not voting for you. Now you're now you're mad. Stay mad. More people have taken Kevin McCarthy's money to get elected, and then there's a few of them that don't want to support him as speaker. So imagine that. Okay, fine. <clears throat> and you know it's kind of funny. I've thought about this too. Like, 
if somebody was like, hey, man, I'll give you $3 million. Here, are you guys, um, are you guys, do you guys know who Wings of Redemption is? Let me tell you a little story. So there's a guy named Georgie Jordan. His name, uh, his username is Wings of Redemption. That's what he's famous for. A long time ago, he challenged a popular, you know, Call of Duty streamer to a 1v1 match. And he kept getting his ass whooped, right? Then he breaks his control. The next day, he gets a hold of this, you know, this uh, the guy he, he he lost to on the live stream, uh, on like the match, and said, "Hey, I will pay you like five hundred bucks to do a rematch and throw the match so I win." The guy took the money and still released the screenshots and said, "Fuck you, your career is over, and I'm keeping the money." I think that's a very base move to do because if you're willing to throw your money out there and be a fucking underhanded snake and then somebody with morals takes your money, uses it to build themselves up and turns around and says, look at this person. They just gave me $2 million. Hypothetically, right? They just gave me a bunch of money to sell myself out. And you know what? Here's the money as proof that they made the offer. I'm ousting them. And I'm keeping the money as a payment for my good deed. Based. This is not anything about the country. This is all about never... And furthermore, furthermore, hold up. Weren't you going to talk about Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, you know, both wanting to send... They, they sent money to Alaska, where the choices were between Republican or Republican for, for the midterm election. They sent the majority of the money to that election and underfunded a ton of candidates who could have used the money to win their election, such as Herschel Walker. And Herschel Walker has all the elegance of fucking Forrest Gump, but still. Why aren't you calling that out? Hmm? It's weird. These are weird... And weak arguments from a from someone who's usually very good at arguing. Kevin, they just don't like Kevin McCarthy. You cannot. I don't be like him either. In anything, if you aren't able to walk in a room, make your make what you want, and get a deal done, and then walk away with the W. Oh, you mean unless you're willing to buckle and bargain and surrender a little bit of your morals and your stances and your beliefs and what your constituents want in order to get a little taste of what you actually wanted. Yeah, Mark, it sounds like you're saying compromise and get a little victory. You sound like Trump. Take the victory and run. No. I will take the fucking battle and die on that hill. And get to work and not worry about who you like and who you don't like. It's <coughs> not about prom king. This is not about a... Fuck you. There's reasons to not like people. It's not like, oh, I don't like his tie. Fuck him. I don't like a joke he made. Fuck him. No, it's because of policies and laws and regulations and rules and stances taken by these individuals that harm the overall American populace. That make people not like people like Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. It's not because this isn't prom queen. This isn't total drama island. You know, but fuck you. All right. I'm really disgusted by Mark Taylor Greene. Not worry about who you like and who you don't like. Because they don't, it's who they like and who they don't like is based on how they vote and how they've treated and how they've operated in the office and what they've done for their constituents, Marjorie. It's not just a rando like and dislike. And you compare it to prom queen and king, you fucking apples to oranges cunt. This is not about prom king. This is not about a pastor. This is about electing a person to sit in the speaker chair so that we can all get to work. Wow, there you have Weak. 
let's see, are there uh, any more clips? I didn't get to watch this whole thing here. Okay, cool. Uh, there will be a link to ABL's channel in the description below. I appreciate him presenting us to it, wrapped up with a little bow tie on top. Now, let's move on to one more thing. So when I said something weird was going on with Matt Gates, this is what I was referring to. Matt, and I've said on this show before, I like Paul Gosar. Make Mineral Mondays great again, folks. Now, AOC's been breaking rank lately. She's been voting against the Ukraine spending packages, the only Democrat to do so, and then she was the only Democrat to vote against the omnibus spending package. I was like the only person who seemed to have actually reported directly on that. I'm going to pat myself on the back here just because I'm proud of it, right? There you go. 14 Republicans sell America out by voting for omnibus spending bill while AOC stands alone as a lone dem to vote no. All right? I'm proud of myself for getting on that one because no one, I thought people would talk about it more. No one did. And she was seen this bumping and laughing with Paul Gosar and Matt Gates. Interesting. Again, AOC is a big-titted socialist with very little to offer. But this is interesting. She might be willing, she's signaling, as they say, that she'd be willing to vote GOP. And this could completely upend and change a lot of things. If AOC was to vote GOP just once for one GOP member, imagine the ripple effect. It could end her career and or make her stronger. I don't know if she will. I don't know if it'll make a fucking difference. But just for the wild card element that that could possibly offer, I'm down. Oh my god. And can you imagine? I am surrounded. I have family that are like AOC sycophants. Like they think she's the smartest woman ever. And if she supports a GOP personality aligned with Matt Gates, like she votes GOP for like Jim Jordan or some shit for speaker. Do you know how weaponized I can make that against brain-dead family members of mine who support AOC? If she voted for Jim Jordan, for example, oh my god, I'd be like, so, AOC supported Jim Jordan. I told you he was one of the cool ones. Heads will fucking pop. So let's get into the story. This will be the last thing we read for this episode. So we're running a little long in the tooth. I'm going to try to get one more episode up. It's 7.03 a.m. I got to be at work at 11. AOC reveals what she told Paul Gosar. And on the House floor during McCarthy chaos. As Kevin McCarthy uh, foundered, should be floundered? Uh, anyway, his attempt to secure the House Speakership, where are my glasses? The House Speakership, Rep. Alexandria Cortez, a Democrat from New York, was spotted on the floor talking to two of the more controversial colleagues. Rep. Matt Gates from Florida and Rep. Paul Gozer from Arizona, both of them Republican or GOP members. Her exchange with Gozer and Gates, two of the 20 Republicans who bucked McCarthy's repeated bids to secure enough votes to uh, and appeared uh, amiable, but audio was not captured. Dude, she was, they were all smiling and laughing. They gave each other a fist bump before they walked out. And when I first saw that, it was very akin to when Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi gave each other a fist bump after the impeachment trial. It was like this weird, like, oh, you motherfuckers. And when I saw them doing that, I was like, okay, that's a little fishy. 
But she's come out since then, talked about what the uh, what the uh, the conversation was about. So we're gonna get into that. So let's scroll down here. The Hill from 22 hours ago, high factuality over here at the right, two days ago, mixed. And over here, 19 hours ago, mixed. But this right here, this Fox article, is just, it's an old article. It's not updated. It doesn't talk about what they talked about. So we're going to go to The Hill for the more recent article from 22 hours ago with the high factuality. Paul Gors, uh, Ocasio-Cortez on conversations with... Gosar and Gates in chaos. Anything is possible. Oh my god. Imagine. Imagine if AOC becomes based. Like, it's not the al it's not the it's not the, the saving grace the GOP uh needed, but it's the one they deserve. Right now. That's because let's watch this clip here. And we'll go from here. The House is in a state of paralysis right now. That's because they are unable to elect a speaker. That is the first order of business in the new Congress, the first order of business in the 118th Congress. And after three ballots, Kevin McCarthy simply could not get there. This is the first time in American history in 100 years that uh, an American speaker, a U.S. House speaker, could not be elected on the first ballot. And how many ballots will it take for Kevin McCarthy? That's not the first. It's not the first. Lies. It's the first time in 100 years. They're also uncertain. Will there be another candidate who emerges? Also, another major question. And this is not just. He's trying to look more and more like Mitt Romney, too. A key leadership position. This is someone who will drive the agenda of an institution of Congress, could help set the shape of policy matters that could affect the lives of millions of Americans. Also, someone who will drive the party strategy heading into 2024. We'll drive the Uniparty, that's for sure. Unsettled because of this very chaotic fight between McCarthy allies who now... Who's this fucking kid? ...number more than 200, but also a growing number of detractors. And McCarthy's math is the real problem here. Right now, the House Republicans in their new majority will occupy 222 seats. That means McCarthy cannot afford to lose more than four votes on the House floor. Four Republican votes. Block it forever. 20 so far. And, and those in the camp of 20 are pushing, pushing hard to grow their numbers. They believe they can get up to 20, 25 Republicans to vote against him and ultimately force McCarthy out of the race. Now, McCarthy uh, told me on Tuesday night he is not going anywhere. He plans to dig in, force the, the opponents to essentially... Oh, what? Hold on. So sorry about that. Wear themselves out and essentially concede. Give him the speakership. He believes he's given them enough concessions. A lot of things they wanted is to have more power in the incoming Republican Congress. That, he says, is plenty of concessions going forward. That's still not enough for some of these members. But there are also other issues that he simply can't resolve. Personality conflicts. Some people who just simply just want him out of the race altogether and say that they will vote against him for however long it takes. So all this is happening as Democrats on the other side are sitting back watching this happen, not planning at the moment to bail Kevin McCarthy out in any way as Good. he struggles to try to finally claim the speakership that he's fought so hard to get. May he but never he simply get it. doesn't have the votes to get the gavel. Good. Manu Raju, CNN. Good for you, CNN. That explains why you why you why you're talking so favorably of him. If you didn't think he was part of the establishment, CNN likes him. Pardon me. <coughs> I was spending the holidays. Hold on, I need, hold on. So sorry, I was a little sick uh, from Christmas through New Year's. 
Uh, I got a lot of that phlegm and gunk in my lungs still. Uh, I'm really sorry. I, I, I do my best to not make, you know, show signs of being sick when I'm recording. Um, moving on. Moving on. Akazi Cortez on Conversations with Gosar and Gates in Chaos Anything is Possible by Jared Gans from January 4th, 2023. Actually, I lied. I'm going to pull one more article, but we're not going to read the whole thing. Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat from New York, on Tuesday said, quote, In chaos, anything is possible after she was seen in floor conversations with GOP Rep. Paul Gosar of Arizona and Matt Gates from Florida. During the vote for House Speaker, Ocasio-Cortez received some attention on Twitter for talking with two Republican congressmen with whom the New York lawmaker has had contentious relationships with in the past. The two Republicans among, are among the chief opponents of the House GOP leader, Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California, becoming the speaker. She told MSNBC Alex Wa- uh, Wagner, Wagner in an interview that the discussion concerned what actions Democrats might take as the speaker vote continued, including whether they might, quote, defect to support McCarthy or leave the floor. She said she told them that Democrats would remain on the floor and behind the House Democrat leader, Akeem Jeffries, for speaker, quote, I think what was important today was to (coughs) send the message that we were united behind Akeem Jeffries as the now minority leader or as the leader of the Democrats. In that, there would be no defections. The Democrats are here, not going anywhere, she said. Quote, if you want to play ball, we're open to that, she added. The race for Speaker was thrown into chaos on Tuesday after the House failed to choose its leader on the first ballot for the first time in a century. The election has only ever gone on to, uh, gone on for, uh, the election has only ever gone to more than one ballot since the Civil War. Let's see. Now, let me... Give me one second. I just want to make sure I could find the footage. I'm back. Speaker race... I don't know why I said I'm back. Like, you guys had any knowledge that I was just not recording for 20 minutes. Uh, speaker race needed 218 votes to be chosen. Uh, let me just scroll, by, scroll down a little too far. All members of the House voted Tuesday, meaning that the winner of the Speaker race needed 218 votes to be chosen. That number would be lower if any members were absent or voted present. One GOP member consistently was voting present, and that was Sparks. (laughs) A spokesperson for Ocasio-Cortez said to CNN that she told Gozer that Democrats did not have any plan to leave the floor or vote present. Ocasio-Cortez and Gozer have butted heads in the past, notably after shared uh, after a shared anime video online in November 2021 that was edited to show him killing her and singing, sw- <laughs> swinging swords at President Biden. She called on the House to censor... Uh, censure, sorry. That's just funny. Over the video, saying that the... the <laughs> Such as I forgot that, that I got memory held for me. Sorry, House to censor goes are over the video, saying that the body must show it does not tolerate violence. You can't have tape for Antifa and 
claim to not, you know, yeah, double standards, bro. Anyway, Gozer claimed that the video was symbolic of the battle over immigration. Yes, based. He said he does not sponge vi uh, espouse violence towards anyone, but did not apologize. Based. The House censored Gozer and removed him from the committee assignments over the video. And that is the end of this article. Let's hop over here to Ceylon for this little video here. See if I can fuck my game. Aw, oh, damn. I could almost hear something, too. That sucks. Uh, I could almost make something out. Vibe up here all the way. Ah, damn. I was fucking my microphone. I, I have uh, the uh, 2021 Yeti. And I was, thought I could pick something up. Oh, well. But cool. Um, just go pull up one more article. This whole salon article will be in the description below. I don't put any trust in the salon in general. So, I just want to pull up one more thing just because I, I brought it up a few times, but I have brought up no proof of this claim, so I want to pull it up. This is a pretty well-reported story when, back in the day, but it's been a minute, you know, back in October when this first came out. Uh, Kevin McCarthy promised Mark Taylor Green she'll be back on committees after midterms and will have better assignments per report. You can look this up. It was well reported that there was a phone call where they talked, negotiated for a while, and this is how she, Kevin McCarthy secured her uh, support. A quid pro quo. And now, she's mad that Matt Gates and the rest of her air quotes friends, since she has to put friends in quotes now because they're not voting the same way as her, really, really shows some underhanded uh, lack of character to me. Again, I'm just held up on that. Uh, for audio listeners, you, you won't see it, but yeah, when she goes, and it bummed me out to see that some of my friends, and she air quotes when she says friends, aren't supporting Kevin McCarthy. It's like, whoa, are they no longer your friends? Because you were proudly invited to all these dinners, going to all these galas, and hanging out with them, and being like, yeah, these are my homies, these are my friends, posting pictures on your Twitter with them, all that good shit, right? But there's this one thing that you guys don't agree on, and now they're just they're just quote unquote your friends that's that's just look that's just really shitty it shows real weak character you know but just because they, they don't not going your way right they're not your friends yet AOC can go over and just hang out and talk and shoot the shit with them but you gotta be like they're not my they're 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 friends it's just really shitty. It's just really shitty. Okay. Well, that was weird. Anyway, I'm going to wrap things up here. This episode is going to an hour. I just had a little bit of a technical difficulty. So I'm just going to wrap this episode. I'm going to record the third episode for today. And I'll hopefully be back tomorrow with a fresh update, see how things go. I doubt we're going to see much of a different change today. I don't think anyone's going to get elected. McCarthy's going to go down again and again and again. I don't see any of these current members with Gates giving up. They were, they're still out there 
posting and running it. <laughs> they're still, you know, putting up the good fight. Uh, can't concede everything. I won't vote for him. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave a link to Matt Gates's Rumble account in the description below if you want to go watch the content he's been uploading. So, <coughs> until next time, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Masson, and I shall catch you guys later. Peace. Ah, Habibi, welcome back. I'm your friendly neighborhood infidel, and this is Inside Four Walls. Af the Afghanistan's Taliban administration to sign oil extraction deal with Chinese company. That's right, folks. The U.S. left and the Chinese moved in. I guess Ronald Reagan was right. If we, if we, well, if we weren't in the, if we weren't conquering that land, somebody else would do it. Well, they're not the Chinese. This doesn't surprise anybody. The main concern here is this wouldn't be such a problem if America could at least compete, but Joe Biden crippled our oil supply. And uh, as a Michigander myself, I can only sympathize with the rest of the nation because of Gretchen Whitmer's nonstop war on the pipeline system, on the pipe, on the Line 5 structure. So let's get into the story. Afghanistan's Taliban-led administration will sign a contract with a Chinese company to extract oil from the Amu Darya Basin in the country's north, the acting mining minister said on Thursday, which is today. The story is breaking as of now. It is Thursday, January 5th, 2013 at 8.16 a.m published this story came out an hour ago let's go right here to the center we have the globe and mail six hours ago high factuality over here three hours ago high factuality okay left four hours ago mixed factuality so we're going to, go to the right with this outlet for our article today you know it's kind of funny you know i could hear greta thunberg in the back of my head being like i told you that anyone who uses oil and refinery is a terrorist. Well, the fucking all right, bitch. I guess you got me there, don't you? China Slut Accord met. Uh, hold on. Let me translate this to English real quick. All right, we're back, and this is nos.nl. Article will be in the description below. Again, high factuality. Most recent article. China signs a deal with Taliban for oil exploration in Afghanistan. Well, it's really good to know because, you know, America spent all those years building that infrastructure there to extract that shit. So, you know, at least that's not going to waste. Unlike all the material we bought for building the wall on the southern border. That's kind of just withering away to shit. Kind of like Joe Biden's brain. 
The Taliban are going to make a deal with the Chinese with a Chinese company to extract oil from the Emu Daria River Valley in northern Afghanistan. Chinese ambassador Wang Yun confirmed. How old is this guy? How long has he been the fucking ambassador? He does all the American ones too. Anyway, Wang Yu confirmed this at a press conference in Kabul. Uh, you know, I hear Kabul has a really good skydiving school. It is the first time the Taliban have signed a major deal with an international company since taking power in 2021. Jeez, <laughs> I wonder why. I'm definitely going to throw my intro in on this video now, just for just for shits and giggles. I'm, it's almost weirdly nostalgic talking about this. Just remember, man, 2021. That was now two years ago. Ooh. The Taliban are going to make a deal with a Chinese company to extract... Oh, I read that part. For the Taliban, this contract would be beneficial given that the country under their regime is the target of the United States sanctions for human rights violations. Alright, now. The Taliban are hardly recognized internal, uh, internally as a legitimate government. China has also also does not officially recognize the Taliban, yet they're making deals with them. It doesn't matter to what extent that they recognize them as a legit power. The fact is, they are making deals with them. That's it. They're legit enough for you to work with, so they're pretty legit. And again, if that's the ruling class, that's the ruling class. Plus, you know, these guys, it's what America used to do, you know, uh, Osama bin Laden. Do you know how Osama bin Laden got to the point where yeah, and let's just go, this is all, let's go with the, you know, uh, the 9-11 Commission on this one, alright? I know, I know, I don't I don't believe the 9-11 Commission report, but let's just go with it for the narrative of this. Uh, but leave those good red pill uh, sources in the comments below. Let other people go explore that if they want to. Uh, I'll probably throw some in the description. Anyway, so originally, uh, I'm blanking on the initial name of it, but... Osama bin Laden was part of a, a quote-unquote freedom fighters group that was go- trying to overthrow the government. And the government, the U.S. one, got in there, and it was their government they're trying to overthrow, by the way. So the government, the U.S. government went in there and gave these, air quotes, freedom fighters a bunch of weapons and said, hey, here's guns and money, we'll aid you in overthrowing the government, and then when you're done, we'll help you nation build out here, and we'll make the Middle East great again. Uh, and then after the Taliban overthrew and took over a bunch of the Middle East, Iraq, and different places like that, the U.S. kind of just invaded and set up stations and said, nope, this is, uh, we're gonna stick around for a while. The Taliban was like, oh, this is bullshit. Well, later on, they would form the Taliban, and, you know, the CIA trained and armed and taught Osama bin Laden how to fight, taught him guerrilla warfare tactics, how to fly planes, uh, different fighting, combat, firearm training, all kinds of shit, and then gave them the top of the top firearms for the time. But then when we watched them the part of the agreement to also do like the nation building, like building them hospitals and schools, that's what led Osama bin Laden to plan and develop, develop the Taliban and take over and then do what would later on become 9-11. But again, that's only for going off the, the 9-11 commission report. I'm not sitting here acting like that is a trustworthy source i'm just saying nation building always bites us in the ass later on and china will likely regret this later on 
you know, Afghanistan is called the graveyard of empires for a fucking reason. So China's going to go out there, put a lot of money into it, and when China pulls out of it, there's going to be some recompense against China, and you'll see that. Maybe, maybe. Again, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it usually tends to rhyme with itself. A Chinese company will invest $150 million a year in Afghanistan. A Taliban spokesman said on Twitter, the Taliban received 20% of the proceeds and China, uh, and China the rest. The share for the Taliban can still be as high as 75%, the spokesperson adds. Yeah, uh, how's it that Dave Smith put it? If you want to know who America's enemies are tomorrow, look at who we're funding today. Uh, let's see, right here. China as an ally. China is now closing a deal with the Taliban for the first time, but has been active in Afghanistan before. Cooperation with the country is also beneficial for China in many areas. Afghanistan has a strategic location and is rich in raw materials such as lithium, copper, gold, and oil. Yeah, uh, uh, China already had access to the uh, gold and copper mines pretty much the week after we left. Alright, well, I was wrong. I'll leave this article in the description below. It's sort of just for reference. Um, Chinese Chinese firm Copper Mine Project in Afghanistan hasn't started despite Taliban push. I less I knew they had started already mining, but I guess not. Oh well. So we'll just go back into the article. The Chinese company CNPC, by the way, all Chinese companies and firms are owned by the government. It's a communist regime. Very top-down, what you own belongs to the state, and that includes your company. The company CNPC signed a contract with the Afghanistan government at the end of 2021 and has been receiving oil from the country ever since. The contract would run for 25 years, although there would be 1 trillion or 100, let's see, there would be 1 trillion dollars down here, and it says, a th I'm confused on what they're getting at here. Anyway, are they trying to explain how much a trillion is? All right, cool. So a trillion is a thousand billion dollars. I was just confused about why, how they had it set up like that. Dollars in untapped resources in Afghanistan soil. Uyghurs. Oh, okay, Uyghurs are a Muslim class that are being detained in concentration camps and are usually harvested, uh, murdered, and their organs and hair are harvested for the trade. Uh, a lot of the organs used in American uh, hospitals like transplants and whatnot are you know, taken from the corpses of murdered blacks, Jews, gays, non-communists, Christians, and Uyghur Muslims in various Chinese concentration camps. They also shave the hair and heads, like the scalps off of uh, corpses, and then sell the hair as wigs. Like, we regularly stop multiple tons, like tens, t ten to the hundreds of tons worth of human hair regularly. Here, I'll prove it. Watch. So, like, right here, just, just basic search, right? Just I typed in tons of human hair stopped from China. 13 tons, 13 tons shipment of human hair likely from Chinese prisoners seized a 13-ton shipment of beauty products such as weave suspected of being made out of human hair was seized on Wednesday by U.S. Customs and Border Protection 
CBP officers at the port of New York. 13 tons, another one here, exclusive uh, hair weaves from Chinese prison camps, and that's from the Washington Post, that's the WAPO. CBP seizes $800,000 worth of human hair from China. And they all talk about how it's from Chinese prison camps, and you think that's bad. Check this out. Tons of um, human organs. Here you go. You go right into a bunch of stories about trying to forcefully or uh, harvesting organs. Like right up here from NBC. Trying to forcibly uh, harvest organs from detainees. Tribunal concludes. And, you know, China never stops. I don't care what you read. And if you go up right here, let's just, you know, set this, uh, go over the tools. And this is just on Google, right? Let's just do uh, this. Let's do past month. Uh, world government and who uh, must wake up to stop. It's from December 19, 2022. To stop China from inhumane harvesting of human organs for transplant businesses like. Yeah, this is this is the main thing that, that goes on with these, uh, you know, these Uyghur Muslims, that the, uh, anyone who's not a communist, if you're of any, if you have any open religion, you get put in the work camps. You have a little social credit. You go in the work camps, and these are the consequences. Same thing if you're a bad employee in these sweatshops. You meet the same fate where your organs are forcefully harvested, your body and your blood's drained for IV salute. Like they, like they drain your bloody. They drain your bloody. They drain your body of all your fluids for different donations and causes. They also have like forced breeding operations to keep a supply of. Uh, uninfected human blood and shit so they can keep this or forced organ trade going internationally. It's a real inhumane practice. Not enough people are willing to actively talk about and fight against. So, uh, always support anything like the white people protest, at least in my opinion. Please always do your own research. Though. Don't just, you know, take what people like me say. You know, we're just assholes with microphones who are opinion enough and egotistical enough to think people want to hear what we have to say. And on top of that, you know, we could always just lie to you. Like, you know, so always do your own research, but, you know, I, I I don't believe myself to come on here and lie to you. So let's go. Uyghurs. The cooperation also has political motives. China wants to maintain some ideological control over the region. And this is where the, this is where the Taliban should be concerned because they're Muslim extremists. China really hates Muslims. They hate Muslims more than they hate Christians. The country fears that the ideas of the Taliban will influence neighboring countries in which China cooperates closely, such as Pakistan. There are also fears that the Taliban will influence smaller groups in China itself, including the Muslim minority group, the Uyghurs. Actually, you know what they did? I'd almost support it. Uh, I, I just... It got tears me up inside knowing what the fuck happens with them in those work camps. And it's not just the Muslims. Again, it's Christians, gays, black Jews. It's everybody who's not a communist in China with a high social credit score. Like, Jack, Jack Ma was sent to one of these camps for like four years before he reemerged. Sorry, it was like two and a half years before he reemerged. Ugh. There are also fears that the Taliban influence, such I read that. The UN previously concluded that China is guilty of serious human rights violations against the Muslim minority. Uh, according to researchers, there is systematic torture and ill treatment and in the re-education 
camps where Uyghurs are in prison. You shout to Jordan Pearson, you're that Canadian one. Apart from China, few countries want to strengthen ties with the Taliban regime. Russia signed an oil and gas deal with the Taliban late last year. Yeah. No, true. And this is only going to have graver consequences as China expands its influence. This will only make the Chinese government many billions and tr- or many, many trillions of dollars, excuse me, more wealth over time, making them more powerful. And while America flounders and cracks for the entire world to see, our enemies grow faster and stronger. So, I'll leave this here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been just James Masson. There's one more episode coming up today. And I shall catch you guys later. Peace.